Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Matt. And I'm Paul. Welcome to this week's episode. We are reviewing Shudder's Yummy, our something to scream about is favourite vampires in movies, and our movie from the vault is The Awesome Bad Taste. How are you doing? You've got bad taste and bad breath, although I can't really tell from here, so... Your mum's got bad breath. That's not true. It's a lie. She's got lovely breath. She listens to this. <laughs> Sorry, mum. Sorry, mum. <laughs> I'll send her some flowers. Good. Right then, what's been going on? What have you been doing? Bugger all, mate. Not really much, mate. Working hard as usual. Not. What about you? Um, I've watched a couple of um, couple of treats. What have you watched? I watched uh, Freaks, which is now dropped on um, Netflix with Emil Hirsch. It took me four attempts I, I i i didn't i didn't watch it all in one go i saw okay i went in and out i got a bit bored but then the end the crescendo the crescendo well, wasn't that bad i don't know it, I, I don't honestly mate I, I i didn't really enjoy it that much yeah but I, I quite like the premise of it and stuff but i just think that obviously you might have been shot on a real low budget and they spunked all their money on the actors but um yeah i i found a little bit the same really when i watched it that was the one we were going to watch at fright fest wasn't it it was yes another fright fest movie available on netflix yeah we didn't get tickets and we were quite quite good about that because we heard really good things but yeah i thought it was okay i thought it was all right but um yeah um not not really my cup of tea really Mm, bit disappointed but that's it that's that's the only sort of sort of thing unless i uh did i already talk about jaw- watching jaws one and jaws two well watch that i, talk- I said that already didn't i last episode, yeah fair that. enough there's no tv shows or there's a there's a new tv show that's just dropped on netflix um called was it something none warrior oh. none all right i have no idea what it's about but it's about I, I i sort of sort of caught the trailer for it and it was um it looks like a nun that's brought back to life that goes around fighting evil nice so, <laughs> i don't know was that a spin on um a spin on uh, ash versus evil dead don't know but i'm inclined because it's got the uh you know good versus evil element i might give it a go okay cool sounds good apart from that i've been watching the american office so <laughs> <laughs> nice um so if you haven't got anything then let's fucking just just bump into some news mate go for it what you got well they've announced a date for lovecraft country the tv series that's going to be streaming on hbo max so for anyone that actually has bothered to go out and get (laughs) the streaming service hbo max which I'm sure will be good in the future. I don't. I don't think they've got a hell of a lot right now. Is it in America or is it us as well? I don't know. I don't think it's available in the UK yet. So this is mainly for our UK con- uh, US contingent. Um, but hopefully at some point it'll be on some kind of alternative uh, streaming service for the for the UK. But if they've got this this sort of start, Lovecraft Country does look very very good. So I haven't had any trade. I just got the you know I just got that good feeling. 
maybe a bit Twin Peaks and stuff like that, and say on the back of like Creep Show that we've just had. I don't know. I've got high hopes for this one. It's just annoying that it's on. There's just too many streaming services. Mm, there is. There is. I think that's going to be a whinge from me over the next uh, next year. It's like, oh, we can we watch this? Oh, damn! I haven't got that streaming service. Damn it! <laughs> And uh, there's so much out there, and I think if you were getting all of them, you'd end up paying like £100 a month just for streaming services. I'd rather do, but to be honest, I'd rather do that, pay the odd, you know, fiver here and there, than pay from a TV licence, to be honest. Oh, yeah, but then, then you say that, but it's like half the stuff that we want to watch isn't even on any streaming services over here for stop. Which is a I know, i got to stop. I got to stop looking at Twitter and go, oh, look, that fucking cool movie. Look at that cool movie. And it's like, there is no year's time. We need to check some one of us needs to change our iTunes to the US version of iTunes. I, I heard that's a thing that you can do. Oh, OK, I think it's legal. Don't know. Don't really care. But you can do that and then you can get all the US stuff on iTunes. Cool. Let's do it. Let's do that. Um, have a bit of news. Mike Flanagan, obviously, of... Uh, recent Doctor Sleep fame mm-hmm. that's, um, that says he's done an adaption of Stephen King's revival and he is quoted as saying it will be bleak and mean so think on the lines of Ouija that he's done and stuff like that he says um, but he is writing writing it and producing it but we don't know if he's being on the director helm as yet Stephen King's at a read and he likes the ad- adaptation oh good um, I don't know too much about the book. Um, something to do with uh, a musician on heroin, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's a new one though. It's not. A, it's um. I think it's a 2014 or something book. So it's relatively new. That's quite new-ish. Yeah. I haven't read it, so I'll have to go to me, my mother. I have to give her a ring and find out if it's any good. Okay. There we go. That's the Stephen. That's the new Stephen King news. Straight from Draw One Last Breath. Sponsored by Kraken Rum. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really. Other than that, I've been doing. There are. If you really want to do a deep dive of some horror, mate, you want to go on um, um, Amazon Prime. There's, if you do deep dive of horror, there is some fucking shitloads of stuff. I've been on there a couple of times. What I tend to do is go in. It's quite a good little thing. It's just go in it, go into the search bar and tr- press, like, type in horror. It brings up loads of stuff, and the further you go along, the crapper it gets. Oh yeah, I go, I keep going, mate. I just can't stop. <laughs> stuff made by like complete unheard of stuff, really old stuff. It, it's quite cool. Some of the good stuff. It's a shame they can't. It's a shame they can't sort out their algorithms, and so it's like it has a horror section with everything in it on a page instead of along a line. But hey, you know what? What do I know? I'm, I don't code this shit. Well, talking of streaming services, Shudder, again, I think they're smashing it out of the park. Return of the Living Dead 1, 2 and 3 are just dropped, uh, drop in. Um, along with Sleepaway Camp 1, 2 and 3. So we'll be able to watch the sequel. And the, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And yeah. the 80s horror doc In Search of Darkness will be, is there imminently? I think it's next week. So for those who were didn't get the DVD or haven't bought the DVD or Blu-ray or, or what whatnot from them, get Shudder. Watch it. That's four and a half hours of your life that you will not regret. 
Definitely. What about you, dude? Hit me with some fucking news. Wow, there's some interesting news about, um, actually, Geordie Paul sent me this in a text, and I, I was very pleased to hear this, uh, being a fan of it myself. So, obviously, the Alien and Predator franchises um, went over to Disney. Um, so, now, Disney have the rights over the Alien and Predator um, comics. So, Marvel decided to do Alien and Predator, well, not together, Alien and Predator apart, so they've got the rights to do the comics, which is cool. So they enlisted a artist called um, David Finch to whip up two pieces of Marvel branded Alien and Predator art. And it looks awesome. And I cannot wait because I'm a big fan of uh, the, uh, I really like the Dark Horse stuff that came out. And I really like the um, stuff that came out recently as well. Um, but this is really good news because it means, you know, there's going to be loads of new art coming out. And one of the pictures that he whipped up is basically Predator with an Iron Man mask. Like, well, sorry, the head of Iron Man, like standing on what looks like um, Stark Towers. With Iron Man's head in his. Like, so, you know, we could see. A no, I don't think it's that. <laughs> I just think that that's the thing. It's just saying that this, this might be fucking Disney, but we ain't no fucking superhero brand you see what i mean but i think it'd be really good we shall see we'll see what they we'll see what comes out of it first you know see if they've got a lot of a lot of property over at disney and not a lot not a lot to do with it at the moment while the fucking cinemas are closed mm. yeah so that, that's one bit of news I've maybe got. a predator or aliens fucking tv show <laughs> you could do a crossover yeah but we've um, done that before, and it, I don't think we need to go back there anymore, do we? <laughs> Let's just have another Alien movie. Um, so, uh, a bit of sad news. Our, our rest in peace, uh, Danny Hicks, you might know him from Evil Dead 2. What a film. But yeah, he died uh, recently. Um, he's been in films such as Slasher, Intruder, Maniac Cop, Dark Man, which is awesome, Wishmaster, and he's been in My Name is Bruce. Which, um, yeah, so that's a bit of a, a sad bit of news there. Yeah, Dark Man. Oh, man, we should do Wishmaster at some point. <laughs> Trashy 90s movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, my last my last bit of news, which I don't know if you know about, actually, but I hope you do. Um, have you heard about the one shot that's come out called Negan Lives? I have, yes. Yeah. I, haven't bought, I haven't bought it. Yeah. I'll get online and buy yourself one quick, mate, because they are going like cakes that are hot. So, yeah, so there's a, ne- a Negan one-shot. Um, basically, it's 36 pages of, a, of an offshoot story. Um, and it's it's really cool because basically all the profits that are being made, it's only being sold in comic shops, and all the profits that are being made up from it, 100% of the revenue will be going to the comic shops, which I thought was really, really cool. Oh, so where can you where can you buy this? In comic book shops that aren't open yet. <laughs> I think a lot are, but you can still buy it online through comic shops, and they'll get a hundred percent of the revenue. I just had a look on Amazon, and you can't buy it. You can on eBay. Place in the space, mate. Cut that yeah, bit. I will. I like a place in the space. I think I will have to make a purchase. That's where I ordered it from. I actually ordered Paul one from. Uh, 
We're going to plan it because he really wanted it and it's come already, but I'm not going to nick it. But cut that bit out. <laughs> I'm not cutting that out. You bought Paul a present and now he knows before he even... He wanted me to get it for him. Oh. Yeah, so, that, so that's my last bit of news. All right then. Well, without much further ado, let's get into our main review. So this week's review, we have been to Shudder to watch Yummy. So a little synopsis on it and we'll get straight into it. So Yummy is an orgy of blood, violence and fun, which a young couple travel to a shabby Eastern European hospital for plastic surgery. The young woman wants a breast reduction. Her mother comes along for yet another facelift. Wandering through an abandoned ward, the boyfriend stumbles on a young woman gagged and strapped to an operating table. And what will happen next? I mean, (laughs) yummy. What a great name. Yummy, yummy. Yummy, yummy, yummy. I mean, I thought we all thought that fucking, you know, zombie movies were dead. You know, there was a big rise in them for a while. And I'd go to Asda every weekend and, There'd be another another zombie movie, another zombie, and then two zombie movies, and I couldn't keep up, so I had to stop buying them. <laughs> just couldn't keep up with the zombie genre; it's just like fucking too many. But we've had some quite interesting original takes on the genre over the last couple of years. I mean, um, Night Eats the World, the French one, is fucking phenomenal, phenomenal movie. Um, this one is just a load of bollocks and fun, really, isn't it? It's sort of just taking it back to. Just a bit of fun. That's yeah, all it is. If, if you've got a spare like one hour, 45 minutes-ish, and you really don't give a fuck, and you just want to lay back and watch something that's quite funny, I'd say. It's got some interesting jokes. I mean, it's it's, it's in Flemish as well, so it's... Um, it's a bit of both, really, isn't it? A bit of both. Bit, as well. bit of UK in there. Bit of, um, but it's, um, it's from a <laughs> Flemish country. So it's Belgium. UK. All right, mate. How you doing, mate? You all right? What other Belgium horror movies can we name? I don't know. I can't bloody name any. Let the right one in? No, that was not. That was Swedish. Swedish, wasn't it? Fuck knows. So, yeah. Might be a first Belgium horror for me. Not really sure. I'm not sure for me either, actually. But, but yeah. I mean, you know. What did you think? <laughs> good. It's got a good production um value to it i thought i thought it wasn't like uh, the the special effects team behind it were really good i thought some of the gore was like pretty decent the I way they did the zombies with some of the with some of the gore though i felt like they would they would go places but then they would be very careful and clever about what they showed so it was like the certain scenes that might get onto later that um I felt like they shied away a little bit. The camera kind of just turns and then it kind of like you don't see much. But then they've obviously spent a lot in other stuff like makeup and the zombies. But when it actually comes to the action, some of the scenes, they were cut away or they were kind of like show the exterior so you couldn't really see what was happening. It felt like they were a little bit scared to go all the way, um, which I think would have been... I think that's down to budget. I think... 
possibly they, they got the cutaway so maybe you couldn't see the impact shot and you're just left with all the fucking bloods and guts yeah. afterwards sort of thing yeah. you know it's when you've got when you've got um a budget i suppose you have to like sacrifice something the storyline was fucking ridiculous i mean let's be honest i mean the whole the whole plot of it is just the fact that you know this geeky boyfriend is with this uh pretty prettyish uh young girl with big bosoms and that's sort of like the butt of a joke throughout um just the fact that she wants to get a breast reduction um which no one seems that interested in when they actually get to the cosmetic place sort it's of real the weirdest hospital i've ever seen in my life yeah there's like breast reductions and cost cocking enlarge cock enlargements and stuff like that and it's like what and there's just like little, you know, cheesy, cheesy jokes and stuff like that. Weird. But when you get into it and when the sort of, I don't know, when it starts taking over and you got the zombies and stuff and you get the tomfoolery and all that sort of stuff. It's not that bad. It wasn't horrendous. I've, no, seen, I just I've think, seen a lot. I've seen a lot worse. I just think that that it, it for me, um, the kind of idea that it's set in a plastic, like well, a hospital, is quite quite cool, and they use they use a lot of the practical effects quite well with the with the actors and stuff. And the acting wasn't that bad, but the problem is, it's just like it's all kind of pretty much the same tropes throughout, and it's kind of the same of, of kind of what we've seen before. Um, that's not different. Uh, there are some things that are slightly different, and I, and I, you know, I applaud them for trying to do different ways of, of um, kind of killing scenes and stuff like that. But it's kind of that thing of that: are we getting kind of totally bored of this kind of like zombie thing? And it's like, oh, here we go again. Somebody's infected, and they're running after somebody with blood running out of their mouths, and it's just like, how much more of this can we watch? Because it's already been like saturated, as we said earlier. And it's still going on now. I don't know. I, 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 thought it was, it, I, you know, I love a good zombie movie, and yeah, but you again, said love a good zombie movie. I know, but like there were some interesting tropes in it. I got, I, I always look for like the, the originality in some of it, and you know, again, it's I can't the hospital, um, the rejuvenation. So you know, it had nods to like Reanimator, um, had nods to like probably some David Cronenberg Rabbit and stuff like that, which was pretty yeah, cool. That could be that. Um, but the weird thing in it, there was a weird scene um, in it. A lot of weird scenes. Well, a lot of weird scenes. Um, and we'll go through some of the the craziness, I think, in a sec. But, like, I have to mention the little fucking boglin. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. We, we saw this uh, Brazilian horror movie at Fright Fest where, unexpectedly, there was an unexpected fetus attack. Yeah? I mean, if you go for... Like, you know, the whole embalming jar gag that they did in, like, Return of the Living Dead originally. They did that perfectly. They sort of did a nod to that in there. And it was an interesting thing. Well, I thought they were going to go one way. And then <laughs> this weird, they, they had, like, little weird fetus baby, you know, in jars and stuff. And then suddenly, I don't know where it came from. But I guess some weird fucking toad thing that looked like a boggling from the fucking 80s. It did, with a tail. Yeah, but it was totally practical. I think. I think. I'm pretty sure it was. 
might have been a little bit animated, I think. I don't know. I saw I saw this actually like it looked like the thing from Bloody Basket Case. I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. It was odd. But it looked really cool. And uh, there was no need for it. It was fucking weird. It's like I came back for a little gag like later as well, but yeah, showing up every now and again as yeah. well. It's just like maybe they you know, did I, they they could have used it a bit more just like trading along for no reason. <laughs> Like it would just be in the background somewhere, and that would have been pretty fucking cool. But like, where's Wally? Yeah, it was just in, weird. I wanna, I wanna talk about um, the cock scene. <laughs> okay. Which I thought was hilarious. That did make me chuckle actually. So there's a there's a, a guy who's in the hospital that's obviously wants to be on down low on the down low because he's had a cock enlargement, and um, he's obviously like. A famous singer or something, a musician. Yeah, he's a celebrity of some kind. Yeah, and he get he gets um kind of like cornered in this kitchen with this other young lady um that no kind of knows who he is, and um yeah, and she's like so weird. She's like, I don't want to die a virgin, and then he kind of goes, okay, and then he goes, but let me tell you something, um you might need to go gentle with me because I've had a cock enlargement. And then, and then he starts unbandaging his knob. And they're showing it all. And it's just like, oh, God. Yeah, this this one thing I suppose we haven't seen in a while. And we don't really see this in zombie movies. It's not really a trope for zombie movies. Nudity and all that sort of stuff. It's a bit frowned upon nowadays, isn't it? Which I was thought they were brave at as well. Because there are a lot of breasts and other parts of bodies in this. Yeah, which you don't get. You don't really see a lot these days. So that was interesting. Maybe that's a Belgian thing. I don't know. But like, uh, <laughs> but I don't know. There was, you know, there was boobs. It's like being in the 80s all over again, you know, and there was a knob, uh, I guess, a prosthetic. But I don't know what he was going to do with that knob. I mean, this was a brilliant scene. He fucking the knob, the knob caught on fire and uh, had to be put out with a fucking fire extinguisher. And then a little bit fell off. I thought that was fucking brilliant. You know that that made that made the movie for me. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just like you're just following them through everything, and it just, I just, I just felt like it's just like, oh, okay, now they're trying to get out. <clears throat> now they're in the 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 kind of like sewers trying to get out. No, before that, you want to go way back. Hang on, hold back because um there was a another interesting scene i thought because they did mention it and they followed up on it uh, later i thought that was clever storytelling in sort of way in a weird way uh where they mentioned that they do abortions and there was a scene where um he pops into a room and someone's obviously was performing a, an abortion and then he's like pops out between her legs and he's a zombie and stuff like that that was pretty grim actually eating half a body away it was pretty fucking grim. So there was, it was weird. It was like a mix between like slapstick and, and kind of real horror. And also it had a weird sort of subtext around this guy who was on, you know, nicking stuff. And I don't even know what, what he was doing in the hospital. So what I guess is that he was just planted there for kind of eye candy and to basically make people like the patients, the younger patients feel good about themselves. And he was basically saying he was like basically a gigolo. Um, right. I think that's what I got from it. Um, that character was a bit strange. 
but it was kind of cool. His character was cool because he's an arsehole as well. So you kind of like that. That character building was quite cool. And then also with the main character, well, the main character, I said the, the the girl's character, I think Alison, her, yeah. her boyfriend was just a bit stupid, and you just get kept getting himself in these Benny into these Benny Hill moments where. Right. He, kind of smashed, trying to be beating up a zombie, but he smashed the ceiling down and basically knocked himself out and pretty much killed himself because his eyes are open and he's dead. Um, yeah, a bit strange. It's interesting because there is some parallels between what this movie and the movie we're going to talk to talk about later and where it's done kind of well with no budget. I mean, the movie we're going to talk about later has even got like lesser budget than this and they did it a lot better, I yeah. think um when you when you're gonna go full they sort of like full bad taste it didn't do that all back all back don't start talking about that yet (laughs) but it it just didn't they sort of just played around with a few I, i just felt that they played around with a few ideas and nothing really stuck i suppose um to me it felt like somebody had gone into a a studio gone and somebody got right, we want a zombie movie, we want to make it gory. Okay, cool. Uh, let's sell it in a plastic surgery place, yeah. Okay, that's cool. Now let's do the story around that. And that, that to me, that's how, how it felt for me. It felt like the substance of the storyline was a bit hashed. Yeah, but it wasn't awful. It wasn't hard to watch. I wasn't like... It wasn't completely awful, no. I wasn't, I wasn't bored. I, I was a little bit bored i'll be honest there was a bit there was times where i was like yeah this is this is oh you know oh, that, that person's changing <laughs> no they're not oh yes they are we need to kill them and i've seen it all before and it's just that that was just like i was just like yeah that was boring for me fair enough but there were bits that i enjoyed about it and there were funny moments so it's not all downers maybe downers on this movie um you know we're it's slim pickings at the moment for us because everything we want to watch we can't get hold of. Um, but yeah, um, I thought that they were brave with the ending. I put I wrote down the brave ending and I like the I actually like the ending the most. Yeah, I'll give you that. Like um, yeah. it, had, it sort of had a little bit of heart. I mean, it was you know there was um, a bit of weird sacrifice uh, in in the end with a with a boyfriend and stuff, and then. The creepy dude sort of gets his way and he's he's trying to get his way with Alison, but even when he's like literally half dead and turning into a zombie. Yeah. But I suppose there is a moral to the story. Is there? Which is really kind of weird, I suppose. Is that sometimes if you if you if you don't like the way you look, um, don't try don't try and change it and <laughs> be be thankful for what you have. Maybe I don't know because they do they do point that way many times in the film like oh you should be happy with what God gift you uh, gave you sorry so and then there's 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 parts of that said many a times it's kind of like you know so it's kind of weird I suppose there is but that's where the parallels to kind of I suppose um, rabbit comes in and stuff like that yeah some moral subtext some moral subtext loosely loosely. <laughs> running through that and with a tragic a tragic ending you know and it's like it's not i I said this was like it would be like a comedy of errors and benny hill is like a fucking a great 
you know analogy but like um the, the ending's quite bleak in the end isn't it yeah very bleak <laughs> I, I like that i like that idea of it yeah i won't give that one the, give that one away but you know a nice little low budget zombie movie if you if you you haven't watched it on shudder and you've got shudder worth checking out got a nice little nice little production value so you won't be like it won't be drain on the sensors if you like what else you got to say about it, matt anything else not really mate no okay what would you rate <laughs> it then <laughs> for me i'd rate this a five breaths out of ten it's very very middle of the road average yeah five out of ten is fair um i'll i'll prop your five up with a five like like i said though if you've got shudder and you just want to kick back and have a laugh, have a laugh then whack it on like right if you like a bit of, if you like a zombie movie as much as next one why not it's and not got that like, even better yeah it's not <laughs> it didn't you know rock my world like the night the night eats the world so i'm still waiting for that next zombie movie that's gonna have that real original idea maybe we'll see that later on in the year what was the one with me boy out of the office that we watched oh cargo that was good cargo was very very good it's a good take on the zombie movie train to Busan sequel hopefully might give us something different i hope so yeah i've got big high hopes for that one so yeah rock and roll another zombie movie out of the bag boom hopefully we will come back next episode with a a bit of a bigger movie we're looking to go for um becky we're um we've got some irons in the fire so we're looking to uh watch kevin what's his name kevin bridges no that's from <laughs> coronation street <laughs> kevin spacey no that's not the one he's he's dead <laughs> not him <laughs> kevin smith kevin smith no he's, he was dead but then he's alive yeah so it's another kevin what's his name kevin Kevin Moorcock that's him yeah he's Adam Sanders mate yeah Yeah, he's in it so looking forward to that (laughs) (laughs) and now let's move on to our something to scream about what do you want from me so it's been a while since we've done uh, something to scream about because we've had loads of um quality interviews i must say um I've, yeah so this is a bit weird we're going back so but this episode we thought that we would have a little chat about our favourite vampires in movies slash vampire movies. <laughs> okay, Matt's gone, you know. Crazy. Kind of crazy. Um, so I was thinking what we'll do, we've, we've gone for two each, right? So yeah, I mean, I'll probably... Tennis, miss- tennis, you go first, I go second. Yeah, we'll talk about a little bit of our favourite vampires in, uh, in vampires movies. Now... Now, I know, right, you've got a love for Twilight. Let's just say we can't have that in there, I'm afraid, because I know you're going to go for Twilight, Twilight, Twilight. So we can't have that in there. I'm vetoing that. That's out. Don't, I've got to get rid of Ed, I've got to get rid of Edward yep. from the Twilight series. And I can't, can I have no, none of the vampires. And you can't have Bella either. 
Oh, she's only a vampire in the last part. All right, all right enough Twilight. What about Jasper? Let's get back on topic. Esme? So, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Christ. What about, what about Dakota Fanning's character? No? Michael Sheen? Okay. I realised that doing the research on this, by the way, there are a lot... Say it. I was going to say... Go on. I've not seen enough vampire movies. Is that what you're going to say? No, I was going to say that a lot of that. I, I, mate, I'm, I realise that I've seen maybe too many vampire movies. I have, I have not seen that many vampire movies, and I, I'm ashamed of myself. Looking up research, I was like, I haven't seen that one. Haven't seen that one. I haven't even seen some of the classics. I'm a big, I'm a big fan. I was going to say that a lot of actors have played vampires. Mm, they have, yeah. And we'll go through a few in a bit. I think. Yeah, let's not spoil our picks, though. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that after. Let's do the, let's do the pick. Let's do the picks, and then we'll talk about that after. So you're gone, and you go first, mate. Who, who's your first pick? Mine going for little Ellie. Bastard. <laughs> Lena Lenderson in Let the Right One In. Oh yeah, bastard! I had that one, but it's all right. I put I put three down, so you're lucky. <laughs> I mean, I've got. That's my backup. I've got twenty. Right. Yeah, but only up two, so go for it. Yeah, I'm so picking, why picking, why picking. you picked her? But but looking at that list, Ellie is fucking. Ellie's up there. Yeah, go on, and you have you you you. But she, I mean, I don't really want her. She's a bit young. No, no, don't go there. She's got no vagina as well. So <laughs> sorry for everyone out there, Carrie. But she is fucking great, and I'm not talking about the, re- the American remake. Obviously, I'm talking about the original. Um, the actress pl- that plays um, Ellie is fantastic. She's played by Lena Lenderson. And the full fucking film is amazing. But as a vampire, it's so um, original. Because I know we've seen children as children vam- as vampires in the past. Interview of a vampire. Kristen, you know, Kirsten Dunst. The little vampire. The little vampire. <laughs> um, the, little, the, lost, the lost boys. You know, it's not the first time we've seen young people play vampires. Just something about this this one that hits the nail on the head she's just so um desperate for 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 some kind of relationship and it's awesome and she's also got that brutality with her as well she still has to have the blood and stuff and there's the 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 sort of coming you know she's almost a teenager i I would put her at about 12 13 i think she is in the book i've never read the book have you read the book no no but i've i've done a bit of wiki um (laughs) But like, um, but it's just um, her the way that she's dealing with her pubi- puberty. You know, she's she's a she's a constant age now for the rest of her life, and to deal with that. And now this is the one thing I couldn't remember from watching the movie. Mm-hmm. The 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 disastrous bit that we that, <laughs> that it's so sad in the movie. I don't well, know why. Might spoil some stuff. So if you're yeah. This film, please skip because this film is a magnificent piece of work. So skip this part if you haven't seen Let the Right One In, Carol. But she's got, we get a little, this little two second clip of her Vijayjay sewn up. You know, and she's only a little girl and it's just like, it's fucking weird. And it's like they're both trying to, it's like they're playing doctors and she doesn't know what she's got. And I can't remember if she did it or someone else did it. Can you remember that bit from the movie? No, okay. I can't remember the story. If anyone remembers, let me know because I can't. And I'm gonna have to watch. I'm, this on postcard. I'm gonna have to watch it again now, which is fine. I love that movie. I have not thought about it in so long, 
And I'm just looking through my collection now. And I do have it on DVD. So, yes, I will be watching that in the next two weeks um, to have a look at to have a look at her for JJ or not lack of all sorts of wrong. She kind of has the opposite problem of, say, Deborah Wall's vampire in um, True Blood, where she constantly. I haven't seen it. But well, she has every time she has sex because she did because she was a virgin because she was a virgin when she got turned. Every time she has sex, her hymen heals. So she's like a virgin every time. Every time she has sex, she's a virgin. There's a running joke through the fucking TV series. Don't worry, I'm never gonna watch it anyway. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great movie, and she is a great representation of a, a vampire. It's dark, moody, and it's just. A really different take that you and very unique that's why i like it no you're definitely right it's the fact that i thought because like the characters they pick in it as well they they just like look like normal people they don't look like hollywood people like stars they literally look like normal people the fact it's shot in the 80s as well which is really really cool what a great era and i like it because it has all that like you said it has all those kind it has all different elements it's got it's got romance in it coming of age and it's got a massive revenge story in it as well yeah yeah um, but yeah no totally agree with you there man great great pick great pick fantastic all right go on then what's your first one then dude so i have gone with because I, I i've got a little soft spot for these movies i've gone with blade wesley snipe blade Okay, cool. That, it was on my list. Uh, you've got a list of 20. Of course it's going to be on your list. I mean, he's in there amongst Spike and Angel. Oh, um, so. Buffy. <laughs> Buffy. Anyway, yeah, so I picked Blade because yeah, this film came out in the 90s, uh, 1998, I believe. Um, it's about a hybrid vampire that literally hunts down vampires and he's badass and it's one of the first 18 rated marvel movies um has loads of blood as uh, you know he it has some of the best one-liners um and i love i love 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 that rain that rain rave scene at the start it's just fucking badass um and there's rumors of another blade movie coming out but i just think it's awesome because it was, it was a bit different it wasn't your your classic vampire was it? It's one of those first movies that came out. It was just like there's a good storyline behind it. Um, it's full of action. Um, I just think he was really, really good at playing Blade. Really well, cool. His mentor was cool. Whistler was yeah. fucking cool. I like yeah. the poor they had together as well. It's kind even, of even Stephen Dork was like not a bad, not a bad bad guy. You know, considering he was like fucking shit in the gate. You know, he sort of stepped up in this one. He and and even the sequels are good. I mean, you had in the third one. Was it the third one? You had Ryan Reynolds, Jessica Biel. Everybody has a go at the third one, don't they? But I actually quite liked it. Triple H was in it. What's wrong with that? Yeah, but I, I like the Blade movies. Um, you know, it's about the same time as all the Underworld movies came out, which they weren't that bad. They got worse as they went on. But, you know, it, I just think it was... It was a great movie, and I, I I would definitely go and see another one if they made one. Well, now we're talking about Underworld. My next pick. Oh gosh. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale as. 
Is it really? <laughs> no. I mean, she's great. She's a sexy. She's a sexy, sexy vampire. Dude, do you follow her on Instagram? Mm, oh my I... god, that woman is unbelievable for her age. She is absolutely gorgeous. Like Jennifer Aniston, just not aging, not aging. Jennifer. Maybe she's a real vampire. Anyway, go on. Then. What's your What's your other pick? Oh, this is tough, man. I because I want to go for one, and I'm hoping you've picked it, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore it. I'm gonna hope that you've done it. Okay. And if you haven't, I'm gonna punch you in the face. Okay. So I will go for. Have your list of twenty. And I ask for two. <laughs> nah, fuck it. Has to be Viago. Taika Wahiki's Viago from What We Do in the Shadows. What was his name again? Viago. Well, I can't fucking say his name. Vigo. Vigo. Who's he played by? <laughs> I don't. Taika Wahiti. <laughs> Who? Fuck yourself. How'd you say it? <laughs> Taika Wahiti. <laughs> Who? <laughs> <laughs> right, go on. Oh, you pronounce it. Uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah, that's what I said. Taika Waititi's. <laughs> No, that's a great pick. I was that, I was that close because I fucking love this movie, and I love him, and I love all of them in this movie. I'm yet to watch a TV show, but far away. The TV show is fantastic, and even that, the the TV show is awesome. Is it? I really want to see it. Um, there's a fucking fantastic scene where it's got like Danny Trejo's in there, and oh, Tilda Swin, Tilda, Tilda Swinson, Swinson. Swinton. Swinton. Um, it's got loads of like vampires from over time, and, and uh, your mate Wesley Snipes is on um, uh, like Wi-Fi. He's oh, like really? on a like he's a uh, he's starting his video call, and like they're taking a piss because they can't hear properly. <laughs> I need to watch it. I really. It's one of those. The, guy, the main guy from um, for like well the rubber dig, rubber dingy rapids guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking great. I've seen you clips know? and everything. I just haven't got round to it. You know, I just it's one of those things that I just want to see. So. Yeah, well, but but what we do in China is a fucking great mockumentary. But he is just fucking great. He's just so timid, so shy, and it's just the whole the the, the randomness of just the vampires. Just suddenly, like when he gets them all down in that first like house meeting, and then they all like hiss, and they were like, and he just flies up to the ceiling and stuff. I think he's fucking brilliant. He's such a tie. Sh- he's like a really shy, unassuming uh, vampire. Yeah, he's so he's sort of like still still a vampire. Still has to suck blood. He sucks blood in the most calamitous way. You know, he's like, he lures them back. And he's like trying to show off to the camera and he gets it all fucking wrong every time he shows off. It's fucking genius. It's so funny and so outlandish. And like some of the scenes in there are absolutely brilliant. Um, he's a fucking great vampire. Like a really original sort of take on it and stuff like that. Considering there are four other um, vampires you know, all living in the same house. You've got the Nosferatu sort yeah, of all different living areas. in the grave. Got a guy, real vicious bastard. And then you've got like this gothic, um, you know, it's just, well, he's not, he's just, he's been, he's like, um, been in the 15th, 14th century where he's been like ran out of cities and stuff like that. And he's just such a like, evil bastard. Yeah. He's kind of chilled now. And then you've got Viago. It's just kind of like, He's just chilled. <laughs> He's just totally chill. And this is the way he talks to the camera guys. I think it's fucking brilliant. It I love the originality of this one. 
It's one of the best movies ever made, man. Yeah, the styling is fantastic. So much fun. So much fun. So, yeah, my little comedy element on there. Definitely. If you ever get, I don't know if if I've mentioned, but there's a, I don't know, I think it might still be on Amazon, but there's a film that uh, Tyke has done called uh, The Boy. Um, and it's it's got very similar. It's not done by like a documentary, but it's got that humour of what we do in the shadows. He comes back from prison as a father, and he's looking for his money. Is that the one you're talking about? Seen it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking love it. It's such yeah. a movie. it's such a heartfelt movie, movie, but it's got such funny bits in it. And loads of again, loads of references to absolutely loads of movies like his other films. But yeah, it's a great it's a great movie. He has done some great movies, and he's got a great career ahead of him. Have you watched Jojo Rabbit? Have you watched Jojo Rabbit yet? No, I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen it. I think he would be, I think he's so up for anything. And like even you look at Four Ragnarok, you look at the fact that he puts in like voices, you look at the fact that he still popped himself up in in Endgame and stuff like that. He just doesn't he just he just loves it. He's really enjoying life. And in um, Mandalorian as well. It's awesome. Yeah. It's that last up. episode. It's fucking yeah. fantastic. Amazing. And like that's the thing, is like it's scary because anything he touches is fucking awesome. And you just think, this guy is on a, such a roll. And I'm scared that he's going to make a doozy, mate. But I don't think he will. It's just everything he touches, he puts his, his kind of element and his, his, his humour into it. It's just perfect. It's he's, doing, he's, doing love and, he's doing love and thunder, isn't he? Oh, the next one, yeah. The he's, next doing, one. he's behind the next four. So, yeah, fucking great. I had to get him in there. Go on, and I'm interested now in your second. My second pick. You know what it's going to be. Is it by any chance Maximilian, Eddie Murphy from uh, Vampire <laughs> in Brooklyn? Is that it? Funnily enough, no. Or uh, is it David, Kiefer Sutherland? <laughs> of course it's David. <laughs> although, although I think, like, if I really think about it, it's probably Max more than David. Because um, you like the old dude. Well, because of the double cross, he keeps it so like on the on the DL, mate. He's smooth and he's he, he don't get people to do his dirty work. He gets other people. So in fact, he's quite intelligent. Anyway, I'm going to talk about David, of course, David from the Lost Boys, because Lost Boys is one of my favourite movies. Um, and we'll talk about some other vampires after this, and we'll talk about other vampire movies a little bit. But yeah, David was a big thing for me when I was like growing up. It probably wasn't David wasn't the coolest vampire out of the, the bunch for me. I, I absolutely loved Alex Winter because of like um, Bill and Ted. So I always liked his character in, in um, Lost Boys for some reason. I don't know why, because he just looks cooler than the rest. Um, but yeah, David from Lost Boys, what, what can I say about it, man? It's just like, it's so, it's so clever because obviously they've been around for a long time. And he's kind of here and he's kind of trying to recruit for his kind of group of vampires. And it's just like the way he goes around things is, 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 is like, it's almost like a bully. But then he's like, yeah, come and join us. Come he join. is a bully. Yeah, he's a bully. He is a bully. Yeah. But he, he kind of like, he does at the end of the day want you to be part of their, their crew. So he's recruited all these people throughout time. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a pussy at the end. Goes out a bit like a pussy, but he gives he gives it a fight. But he gets beaten up by Jason Patrick. Yeah, but as far as as vampires go, for me 
personally, this is why it's a personal pick, I, I really liked him because it brought kind of vampires into that kind of time of 1987, where a lot of vampires were just a normal, like, ha, 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 I sleep at night, ah, and all that shit. They brought it more into kind of like the, the nows kind of thing. He's angsty. You know, he's a, te- he's, a te- he's a forever teenager. He's fucking, he's cool as fuck. He looks moody. He's still a vampire in that moody sense, but he's fucking cool with it. He's cool. And he bought, and he's got a lot, that character has a lot to answer for, for the sort of next 10 years, if you like, of, uh, of uh, vampires. Definitely. Got a lot to answer for. Yeah. Well, of course, that was going to be my other pick, but, you know, let's, let's chat about so many other vampires because like there's some films I've, I've not even seen do you know what i mean because i mean there's there's a lot of christopher lee films i've not seen bella lugosi i've not seen yeah i didn't really go down that though that wasn't my favorite era like, i didn't bother with nosferatu and all that sort of stuff i've never seen any of those so i can't really compare so i really feel like i should go back and see a couple of those uh you know just to see where it all came from yeah okay i I will i'm gonna i'm gonna try and watch nosferatu because i I think i'm gonna start with that then i'll go christopher lee and i've seen a lot of those classic vampire movies and i do like it It it's classic it's a classic story um but you you know we we haven't mentioned like gary oldman as um as dracula in uh one reason i didn't pick that because i thought you would hand you would have hands down picked that but he's he's a class it's a classic and it's a classic for a reason but he's not He's sort of my. Uh, it's 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 out of the story. It's out of the story. It is the vampire. It is the it is the story. It's the um, uh, template, if you like, for what a vampire in mythos is going to be, and mm-hmm. that is got it follows all the rules and it has all that. I like the I like the other spits that have the originality afterwards. I love the I love those other ones like. Um, I don't know. Like, uh, yeah, we touched on the fight night as well. Well, Rich, Richard Straker. No, that's not right. Yeah, we haven't touched on Fright Night. I can't remember his character his, his character from Fright Night, but he's again down the old, the same, and near dark as well, Bill Paxton. That was a good watch because we'd never seen that before, which was nice. interesting. But then you've got also the Buffy, the TV shows, and obviously there's lots of like, you know, then you've got the whole teenage being, Vampire Diaries, loads of different like takes on it. to go shit vampires and stuff like that but angel was cool spike spike was great you know he wore the leather jacket but then you had some other classics like um tom cruise and brad pitt listat and uh what was brad pitt's name i can't remember louis you know they were quite they were quite along the lines of say um gary oldman's vampire you know that's the same sort of rules they followed the rules mm-hmm. of um, a classic vampire but they brought it up into modern times with the whole interview with um christian slater's character and stuff like that. and so they brought it up to time and there were some great moments in that i mean chris kristen dunce you know that scene with like um uh louis and kristen dunce i can't remember her character's name but she they, when they go out in the in the sunshine that's such a fucking dark dark bit yeah, yeah. um who else you got? Oh, fucking hell. What about, you must have seen this movie, Aaliyah? Oh, Queen of Dots. 
Queen of the Damned, is it? Damned, that's it, yeah. Queen of the Damned. So that's, you, that's a good movie. That's a great well, movie. You could talk about from Dust Till Dawn that we haven't even touched on. Well, Selma, the... Hay- Selma Hayek, yeah. sexy as fuck. Her name, by the way, <laughs> is San Santiago Pandemonium. Mm-hmm. That's her actual name. But she's not my favourite vampire from that fucking that movie. It's Danny. It's uh, Danny Trejo all, all day. He when he tur- when he he turns into sort of like a wolfy thing. He's fucking great because he's built like a brick shit house. So the way they d- do him is fantastic. Um, even like oh, sex what machine. sex machine? What's his name? He goes in FFW. What's his name? Oh, you're on about um. Yeah, I know. Yeah, not sex machine with a gun uh, in it. Uh, but Fred, Fred, uh, Fred, Fred Williamson. Williamson, yeah. Fred Williamson, when he turns, he just looks cool as fuck. Yeah, yeah. And he has that moment where he's got the gun for his like stomach and stuff like that. Uh, it's cool, great movie. Absolutely cool moments. A couple, of, a couple of little kind of nods if people want to go and check out, which are kind of under the kind of, I'd say under the radar movies. There's a really cool um, Korean movie I watched called Thirst. You ever seen that? I haven't, no. It's a bit of a long watch, but it's really interesting, so maybe give it a try. And there's another one which is which is really, really cool called Byzantium. I don't know if you've seen that one. I haven't seen Byzantium either, no. <laughs> there, there's a couple that are quite cool. I just thought I'd give them a little mention because I watched them and I thought they were quite cool because they were quite, quite different and under the radar that maybe people might want to go and check out. But it's just interesting who's, pl- like, the a- the range of actors that have played a vampire. You know, yeah. Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, Michael Sheen, Dakota Fanning, Robert Pattinson. You know, he's come up, he's going to be end up playing Batman, you know, which is quite ironic considering he went from being a vampire to being a bat, you know, funny. Um, but even John Malkovich has played a vampire. I can't remember the goddamn movie, but he was he was definitely a vampire in, in something. <laughs> it's just weird. Wesley Snipes, you know, fucking it's sort of like a right Apache. Eddie Murphy. Eddie yeah. Bloody Murphy as yeah. uh, Maximilian in um, Vampire in Brooklyn. That's a good movie. I really want to see Blackula as well. I haven't seen Blackula. I do want to see that. Mm. But yeah, lots of lots of really cool. The only one that's worth not worth mentioning, even though it's funny, is the fucking uh, he's Dracula. He plays a version of Dracula in uh, Monster Squad. He's fucking, but he's he's a nod to the. Universal, mon- the Universal Monsters and stuff like that. It's a very it's still good, good fun, yeah. though. Yeah, it's good. Fun. It, is, it is cool. It is really, really cool. I, I do like a good vampire movie, man. There is a, what was the last one that we saw? What about, I'm surprised you had child about being human. There's no vampire in that. Of course. Um, age, uh, Aiden, what's his face? Um, he's fucking phenomenal in it. And there's some great vampire mo- There's some great vampire moments. But it's more of a TV series. And there's a lot of comedy in it, like the young lad in it from Submarine. I can't remember his name either. Oh, yeah, I know. Uh, Alex. Um, I can't remember his name, but he's a great little actor. He's a great young actor. And he plays a great cocky young vampire as well. They they play around with a lot of the tropes in that. I kind of like it. Would you like to see a new vampire movie come out? Well, this is one thing I was thinking. What was the last one we've seen that's been out? I don't know. The new Blade, that's for sure. Uh, We've got got Morpheus. Oh yeah, yeah. The what do they call it? Morpheus, the the living vampire, is it? Yes. He's played by Jared Leto. 
That's the Spider-Man um, franchise, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So and that's gonna, well, that's a single, that's a a solo movie. So Morpheus yeah. and Living Vampire is the next one that's coming out. Well, there is obviously the next Blade movie that they are keep they keep going on about that mm-hmm. they did announce um, because it's gonna apparently it's gonna star Mahershal Ali, um, you know the guy from Green Room. Oh wow! So that would be fucking awesome. You've been Green Room, True Detective. Um, amongst many other movies so was he in moonlight as well correct yes he was yeah so that that would be interesting i'd love to see a new blade movie but yeah i would i would like to see some i love a good vampire movie you know it's good fun it's good fun they they go romantic they go humorous i i think i'd want to see a a real dark violent one you know no you know, because they've got vampire hunters and all this sort of stuff, and they've done all that to death. I want to see a fucking arsehole. Like we said it before, like Salem's Lot. to see an arsehole. Yeah, I want to see a fucking dick vampire just going around just fucking shit up. He doesn't get caught. He just kills everyone. Yeah. Fucking right. <laughs> some of that vampire shit. Cool. Lots, lots of that blood. That was good chats. That was good chats. Should we get on? To our movie from the vault. This episode's movie from the vault is peter jackson's 1987 film bad taste the the population of a small town disappears and is replaced by aliens that chase human flesh for their intergalactic fast food chain that is the plot of this low budget beautiful new zealand movie and it's i think uh peter jackson's first attempt i do believe as at director he yeah. went on. He went on to do Meet the Feebles and Brain Dead, and then jumped to, uh, to a little-known franchise called Lord of the Rings. Ever heard, heard of it? Don't know what you're all about. What did you? What was your first memories of this movie, Matthew? Well, my first memories of this movie, I've probably talked about him on another episode, but I had a mate uh, uh, that used to love horror movies, and I used to go around his house. And he's, he's a great mate. We used to sit in his room and watch horror movies and he, he introduced me to some none of the the bullshit that we watched like the, the, the bog standard stuff he was like this was different shit so he pulled out a film one day and he went you want to watch this mate and i was like oh what's that mate he goes oh it's called bad taste and i was like okay cool showed me the cover i was like fucking out looks cool i like that cover stick it in and away we went and um yeah i'd never seen something like this in my life um, I was quite young at the time as well. Um, I must have been about 15, 14, 15, 14. Perfect and, age. Yeah. And it was just like, I was just like, what the fuck is this? It's crazy. It was just so far out there that I was just like, I was blown away because I've never seen something like this that, 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 that was just so crazy. What about you? I mean, you can see where taika with titties uh sort of like uh got his um 
<laughs> where he cut his rug. You know, if he, if everyone everyone wants to see how a movie's made, you know, <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Um, Peter Jackson is about three characters in this movie as well. I don't know. The first time I remember this movie was when it was at the cinema. It was at the uh, local video Solent and it was the the alien with his middle finger stuck up at you, and you just looked at it and go, "Oh, I want to, but I want to rent that. I want to rent that. I want to rent that." I want to rent that. And I never got around to renting it and never was allowed to rent it. And I think uh, I ended up watching the brain dead on VHS before I watched any, before I watched bad taste in the end. And what was a fucking lawnmower scene? Oh, we got to watch that as a fucking, that's got to be a pick. Um, and meet the feebles and stuff. Like that. And this was probably the last out of the three oh, that I ended up, ended up watching on DVD. And I've got the same DVD as I had for the last, you know, 20 years. I haven't upgraded <laughs> to anything else. I've still got the same fucking DVD. I, I absolutely love it. And I only did only only wanted to watch it for years was because of that stupid alien. And I didn't know it was an alien by looking at it. I don't know. I just thought it was a big fucking tumor face, you know, swearing at me. I just thought, yeah, that's that's fun. And it's fucking weird and wacky. It's just so batshit. It's off the wall. There is nothing that's more random than this movie. Mm-hmm. Derricks don't run. I don't even know how to do an accent, a New Zealand accent in, in this. Derricks don't run. Derricks don't run, mate. <laughs> there is, it's full of fucking wacky one-liners and bit impossible, impossible action, impossible gore. It's just ridiculous. The thing is, what what I found really cool about this movie, and even when I rewatched it, because it's been a while since I rewatched it, I've probably only seen it twice before. I said once when I was really young, which I can't remember the fuck knows. I think I put it on once when I was pissed once, so I won't remember that. But like literally this time, I was like, I forgot how cool how it, it goes straight into it, no fucking about, like just straight into it. It's like no explanation. You're like, what the fuck is going on here? There's a, a fucking guy that's obviously got some kind of fucking, how do I put this? Learning difficulties <laughs> on the side of a cliff. And then there's another guy that looks like he's <laughs> shaved in weeks. Like I don't, yeah, but I don't, they, they don't, they don't, that's the way they come across. All of them come across as these fucking, these like, they're, from, they're supposed to be from some, New Zealand government agency, aren't they? But they've they've obviously been re- recruited for for this, like because there's not many others left. I don't know why whatever it is, but it's just like the way it kicks off, it's just crazy. It's just like it's just it's like so you can't really you can't. It's one of those movies that you have to watch a bit. You have to get probably about thirty minutes in to, to realise kind of what's going on because you haven't you haven't a clue whoever who these characters are because they're just plain clothes they're just talking to, to each other on walkie talkies they don't really explain much and and then as the film goes on you go ah oh, right okay that's that's kind of what they're doing I think but it doesn't explain it but I don't really give a fuck because it doesn't explain it to me. Derek's don't run, mate. Derek's don't yeah. run. Derek's don't run. <laughs> from from the get go, it it kind of has me on the end, edge of my seat because it's kind of one of those things. It's like a zombie movie where 
you know the threat's coming to, towards you, but you you don't. Well, Derek doesn't run away from it, right? Okay, we get that. But the way that the scenes are done are these people. It's like normal fighting. It's like it's kind of what would really happen. It's kind of like it's weird because it's like it's almost like you feel a bit on edge because you're like, oh my god, they're fighting on the edge of a cliff, which looks fucking good to be honest. And and it's just like it's a bumbling fight. It's ridiculous. It's almost comedic in some places. But then there's some really re- real bits to it as well, which makes you think you're on the edge of a cliff and it's like, oh my God, it's like you actually do feel quite like on the edge of your seat. Well, Peter Jackson's the fucking place, Derek. Yeah. I, know. I couldn't believe that for a start. And it's like the way he's fucking, he's got this gun and he's got, you know, in his little backpack, he's got like re- <laughs> the ammo and stuff like that. And he keeps wasting the bullets. And somehow they some die with one shot and another dies with like 65 different shots. And there's like, oh, the inconsistency is fantastic. And the the gun looks fucking fake as fuck as well. It just looks brilliantly so unreal. And these moments where like sick, these fucking little weird aliens are all dressed in like double denim as well. I love that. I love that. There's just like that little bit of consistency. When I watched everyone's kill, I thought, oh, are they all like um, people that have run away from jail or something? Because it's really weird because they all wear like denim shirts and denim. Like, like it's like weird, isn't it? It's like, oh, they've obviously picked them all. I was like, oh, are they from a, a jail that's broke out or something like that? Because I didn't have any clue about the plot. Nah. They, don't, they look like dopey as fuck. I mean, when he's trying to like He's chasing one of them around with like they're all just suddenly got sledgehammers and they're bashing, trying to break into a shed with bashing one of them in into the door with his head. And it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on? They're kind of simple and they don't really know what's going on. It's just bonkers, mate. The whole film is just bonkers. And it gets brilliant when the uh, the other two sort of step in. Well, this is the thing. Then you get introduced to these other two characters, which seem a bit more savvier. A bit more, they got a bit more about him than Derek. Um, but we've got to talk about Derek getting thrown off the cliff. Is it Ozzy and Ozzy and Frank and all that lot? A lot. Ozzy, Ozzy is my favourite. You've, you've got to talk about um, Derek getting like falling off the cliff. Yeah, has a proper gnarly. Literally goes for everything and ends up getting chucked off the cliff. In that scene is fucking heroic, man. It's like he's going through. He's going through six of the bastards. <laughs> And um, six of the bastards. And he's just like, he's suddenly looking for the seventh who he'd, he'd already had hanging on a rope. And he jumps out from where? Where does he jump out from? <laughs> what bush was he hiding behind? I don't know. But then he's sort of like, they're still on the edge of this fucking stupid cliff. And he eventually goes down and he's like, he's dead as far as we're concerned, aren't it? In it? Well, yeah, but one thing I couldn't get is like, <laughs> he smashes his brains out. Now, I can't remember if he if he picks up his brain because it's a small brain, and they're obviously saying that he's got a small brain, or does he pick up a seagull brain and stick it in his own head? Because obviously he kills a seagull as well on the way down because the seagull's sort of splattered against it. I can never work out, is that his brain or the seagull's brain? I don't think it matters. I don't. I just think that he's stuffing bits of brain in his head. He goes, he goes absolutely berserk when he ain't got the flap of his head open. <laughs> I love that. I love that. 
He just suddenly <laughs> dropped to the floor for a little bit of it, and then he ties it. At one point, he ties a belt round his head to like keep it all in. And it's like, is he alive? He's not a zombie. He's just me alive. Derek's just great. And well, he's he's, say, he's Derek, a hero. Derek's car isn't the fucking best car I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> what the fuck is that about? What is that about? You never seen anything like it. The Beatles are driving, or is he? It's a distraction technique. <laughs> It's a distraction, isn't it? The, the four Beatles are in the front. What the fuck? I don't know. I don't know what to say. Uh, uh, while Derek's making his way along the roads, we've got our other two characters that are obviously also working for the same kind of organisation to have stumbled upon where they think the aliens have bunkered down, right? I think so. And it's like they're, they're in a cool car. Yeah, so they, 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 they kind of find out where the alien is because there's the guy that's with Derek that finds... They haven't met back, back, they haven't met up with, back up with Barry yet, have they? No, because he, he basically finds the house, doesn't he? Where he's home. Yeah. And he tells them to come up to the house where they all are. And then they fucking tore themselves up um, with all the guns they can get. Balaclavas, the whole... The whole nine yards. Armour, the lot. It's as if, <laughs> as if this is like another, you know, they've done this last weekend. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just like, they just go into the house, like, because they know that there's a there's a hostage in there that we didn't even touch them about, that, that the aliens just steal, um, that they've taken back to the house and, and they, they're going to eat him. So they put him in marinade and tie oh, yeah. And they leave Giles. him in the door. Yeah. Giles, his name is. So they're, they're, they're going in there really on a rescue mission. Whether they think he's dead or not, they're still going to go in there. And, and leave, they, they break into the house and, and it gets to one of the, the, the most talked about bit. Because this film floated around at school. And everybody used to quote it at school all the time. I remember all the time. And there's the one bit where it came to the most random bit in the world. Now, when I was a kid, obviously the head alien comes out in the house to talk talk to all the rest of the aliens. And what I didn't really do is listen to what he was saying when I was a kid because I was just so gobsmacked about what happened after that I forgot about what he said. And it, it, this is where the obviously the plot of the movie comes in, where the head alien is discussing discussing with the rest of them that Earth is like the the next kind of thing on their agenda because they've come down to take flesh as a snack to their planet and they're gonna basically sour humans as a snack to their 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 kind of planet because they're getting beaten by this other company um and they want a new tasty snack on the line um for their planet and i didn't even realize that until i Crumbs Country Delights. Exactly. Now, this is a T-shirt that I would like to own. Oh, there's a T-shirt, is there? No, I don't know. I need to go and have a... I need to go on an investigation now. Crumbs Country Delights. That has to be a T-shirt somewhere, doesn't it? That would be amazing. John, if you're listening, I feel <laughs> I feel a pin badge coming on. I don't, yeah, John ain't done a, a bad taste one, has he? Oh, no, no, no. No. I mean, the alien would make a great pin. Yeah. Come on, come um, on, boy. 
So the, and this leads me on to one of the the worst bits I remember watching when I was a kid. Oh, the green. And the line, aren't I lucky I got a lumpy bit? <laughs> the one that everybody used to quote at work. So, so that so basically, the alien that Peter Jackson plays, one of the characters, literally pukes up in a bowl. And this is seen as a delight on their country, in, in their on their planet. And they pass the bowl of sick around, whilst all the other aliens take a nice big slurp. I had to look away. And and obviously in amongst those aliens is an infiltrated one of the guys that's come to say. Frank, I think this is Frank. Frank, and he keeps trying to get to the end of the queue so he doesn't have to drink the vomit. Yeah. And it's it's gross, man, because the, the 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 fucking sound effects are horrible. Just that bit was just so like. Remember watching it when I was a kid and feeling so sick. And looking back at it now, it don't it, it don't look like sick. It just looks like green bile, but <coughs> it's it's fucking cra- that's a crazy bit. I don't just remember. I just think it's fantastic. It's just so daft and so stupid. The old concept of this movie. Is these bunch of aliens have come to to the to the Earth and gone? Oh, I pick this little thing. We're going to test out this uh, lovely little snack, and then they're going to use the rest of the four billion people as a as a snack for the fast food company. <laughs> That's all we are, fast food. Fucking brilliant. Um, it, it's just so daft. The next the next bit, the whole shootout. It turns into like what I remember. It turns into like fucking commando. Like, how long does that shootout last? It's it's, minutes of shootouts and fights. It's fantastic. But it's AIDS though. It's really clever. Every single shot misses misses the misses our you know misses our heroes. Every single shot, but every single shot of theirs hits an alien, and sometimes out of pure accident, like the bit with a tree. And they just start dropping out of a tree. And, and you think, how many aliens are there? You know, dropping out of the tree. Fucking brilliant. And then it's just genius. And why did they turn back to an alien? Because they're all at the moment in their like human hybrid. I guess they've got almost like the they're like a disguise. They're not wearing the skin, are they? They're just they just turn themselves into a, a human. I appearance i think it's something to do with the head alien when he changes they all kind of change back into this weird big-headed thing <laughs> with their asses hanging out and the little shoulders hanging out yeah. it's so fucking weird um but it's so it's just balmy i love it absolutely love it it's so it's so funny because there's there's one bit which just makes me laugh so much and that's a bit where this guy is itching itching to get out of this fucking rocket launcher. <laughs> it's fucking hilarious. Because they run a they this, the thing is one minute they run they're running away, trying to escape, and then he's just like, ah, fuck this. And then it's just like takes off all his gear, looks yeah. like right. an action star. And he's got little, as well. his little tank top, picks <laughs> up a fucking rocket launcher out of the car and goes back to blow up the rest of the aliens in the house what makes me laugh the most <laughs> that they've just fought off 
probably, if you add a, a kill count, God knows how many, probably about 50 to 60 aliens they've killed. Yeah. Um, and then they retreat on the fact of two aliens running after them. Because <laughs> yeah. obviously budgets were so low, <laughs> they could only have two aliens in, in gear to run after them. It's like, you just fought off like fucking 60 of the bastards. 60 of the bastards! And, and like, literally, you... you <laughs> You're running away from two of them, um, which I found hilarious. And at the same time, you've got pure Derek coming back with a chainsaw. Right, that's just hilarious. And has he gone mental? Because they run away from him at the end. And like, are they scared of Derek? Because they think he's going to have a pop at them? Derek's gone fucking rogue, mate. He's gone. He's no- gone well, they say he's gone fucking ape shit. Well, fucking <laughs> ape shit, man. <laughs> Get the fuck out. And they're just trying to blow it up and they ends up going through the house. There's some great comedy fucking moments and stuff. And he just fucking ends up chainsawing his way through the fucking main guy. Drops out the bottom. That bit is fucking great. And then what the, the bit when he comes, he basically falls into him and he chainsaws him in half and literally goes through the body. Because a, a lot of that was cut in the original. It comes through the, the arse of the body and then, then he says something like, I'm born again. <laughs> and then he's like, I'm coming for you all. I'm born again. I'm coming for you. We need a bad taste too. What the fuck's going on? Oh, I know, man. Just get him landed and be a Jackson. <laughs> I mean. Never, you can never do this again. You can never do it. You can never pull this off ever again. You couldn't, you couldn't do a, a follow-up to that. You just couldn't. But he did, but I mean the people but bad take but uh brain dead is fucking yeah. a great movie. But like um It's not a follow on, it's like No, it's not, but it's unique as well. It's the same sort of and it's maybe got a bit right, there's one thing I'm hoping you're gonna when you come on to Matt's facts in a minute and you gotta tell me it's like the whole dubbing. Mm. Yes. A whole, whole dubbing thing. I gotta understand like, because it must have been recorded <laughs> and then voiced afterwards, which I think makes it even better. Oh, I'll tell you I think if um if they'd done it in like a straight shot and they'd all been talking like as as they were being filmed, I don't think it would have been as good. Mm. The fact that these voices have come from somewhere else, you know that they're not that they're not speaking. Well, I've, got, tell. I've got a lot of answers to your questions there, mate, and I can tell you why a lot of this book. It makes way more sense when I, I delve deep. I mean, i got to talk about P- Peter Jackson's career as well at some point. So let's go on. To, do you want to talk any more about the movie? Because the movie... I, I... I, don't, I don't think so. I mean, there's probably loads that we've left out. But if you haven't seen this movie, go and watch it. I mean, if you're an out-and-out horror fan and you love, yeah, yeah, kind of special effects and goofiness and just something that's fucking crazy batshit out there, then this is the movie for you. Fucking agree, 100%. Back him up. Right, I want to hear some fucking facts about this bitch. So, some Matt's facts. So, a lot, a lot, obviously I found out, it explains a lot. So this was, this was shot only on weekends over a four-year period. And <laughs> the people in this movie were his friends funded by Peter Jackson pretty much until the very end where um, he got a little bit of money out of uh, where he was shooting it and stuff, but a lot, of, most of it is funded by him and his mates over a four-year period. 
That's dedication, isn't it? So you're talking about this. There's a story I read up as one of his mates had a beard and he couldn't literally shave it. So he had to keep it the same length for four years. <laughs> so he had to come back and shoot every other, every weekend. There's a guy that I can't remember which, which actor. One of them was married uh, to a devout Christian that wouldn't let him shoot on Sundays. He then divorced her because he came away from the film and they got divorced and then he came back to the film within the four-year period. So how hard must have that been to shoot only on weekends for a four-year period? It's just crazy. That's tenacious. That just shows how, I mean, you know... This is why this film deserves so many different applause, really, because it was shot for... Uh, 200, 200 New Zealand dollars. Is it dollars? New Zealand dollars? I don't know. Yeah, sound, it sounds good. Sheep. I don't know. 200, 200 New Zealand dollars. Um, yeah, so that, that explains a lot of things. Now, my fact number two is most of the alien heads, you probably noticed, most of the alien heads were made in Peter Jackson's mum's kitchen. So he made all the prosthetics for the aliens in her oven because it was a the, the oven was big enough to actually make the big kind of crazy big masks wow which was pretty pretty crazy um now this this is pretty crazy doug wren which is the head alien guy lord crumb his name is um lord so he died in pre-production so this is this is one reason for why they had to dub his whole entire voice by a different actor, uh, because when they recorded all this stuff, they didn't have any vocals. So, and this is the same, this is my answer to your other question, this is the same throughout the whole movie. They couldn't afford a camera that would record sound as well. <laughs> Basically, they shot the whole film hoping that they would get enough money, and then they basically dubbed the whole movie. That's ace. It's crazy, isn't it? It's so DIY. It's fucking yeah. great. This is what's just amazing about it. Um, it's just crazy. I just I, I don't know how it got just finished. It fucking works, though. I, it's fucking nuts. There's, this is the thing. It's just like, because a lot of their filming was done with without a kind of storyline put in place. So that's why the storyline is quite put together at the end and this that might explain a lot about the wishy-washy kind of storyline throughout <laughs> film most of it without a kind of a, a, a set in stone storyline apparently which is crazy we probably just had scenes that they wanted to film throughout the fuck that's nuts and i think they just obviously put the a and b's all together and just fitted it all in and thought yeah we'll do this and that'll do yeah. um <laughs> it's quite funny the vomit they had was made out of yogurt muesli uh, and green food colouring. Okay, gross. We're drinking, so it wasn't as bad as before it was. Um, this is quite funny. When when it went out for rental in the US, because the video box had the one middle finger given it the bird, um, when it was supplied for rental in the US, they the distributor sent out an extra finger so they could put it on the front of the video to make a peace sign. Ah, rather than the one finger. 
which I found hilarious. I want <laughs> I hope it's in, the, in the UK, it was always that middle finger was just yeah. there. It's fucking yeah, great. Always there. It's always the one you're like, that film does look crazy when you're like renting anything. And you're right. I never, I don't think I ever rented it. Nah. Until the day I saw it around my friend's house. <laughs> um, it was banned in Queensland until the 1990s which was quite funny, I thought, um, because it's quite grotesque in places. This is brilliant. So (laughs) there's a line in the film called, sorry, there's a line in the film where they go, there's no glowing fingers on these bastards. That's obviously a reference to (laughs) E.T. But this is funny because Peter Jackson went on to work with Dee Wallace, who's obviously the mum in E.T., he got to go and work with her in The Frighteners. And then he went on to work with Spielberg in Adventures of Tintin. I forgot that he did The Frighteners. Yeah, yeah. What a movie. Fuck. Michael J. Fox. I have not seen that movie in years. What a movie. What a movie. I'm going to have to watch yeah, that. I thought that was quite interesting because, you know, um, how weird the connection is there, which is really, really, really strange. His, his career is staggering. Yeah, I've got one more fact before okay. we get to his career. This is quite cool. And I was really proud of myself because a lot of my facts I look up, and there is one or two I do actually pick out myself that I know about or I see in the movies. So when when they, um, you know, when our hero is in their car, pull up to a sign that says two ways. One way is Kai Horror, which is where all the shit's going down. And the other way is to Castle Rock. Now, Castle Rock is a reference, I think, to Stephen King, which was quite cool. And I noticed that, and I was like, really proud of myself for guessing that. <laughs> I'd love to know if that's true. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to know if that's true. So, Peter, I know you're a big yeah. listener. Let us know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this film is just, to me, it's just awesome, because it is, it's just so batshit crazy. It's so out there. It's, like you said earlier, it's so fucking DIY. Um, it's so... Just one guy wanting to do something. And it's incredible how he managed to do it. I'd um, love to know his influences for this. Like, what influenced him to, to create this? Because like, I'm thinking Evil Dead and all that sort of stuff. Like, it's just, I'd just love to know. I'd love to have a chat about it and mm-hmm. find out. And then, like, to go on and do, like, Meet the Feebles and, and then Brain Dead. And then, like you said, and then Frighteners. And then after that, how the hell do you get right the frighteners is a good fucking horror movie man brain dead was phenomenal in 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 what they did with it um but somebody must just took his took that first movie that 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 bad taste and gone let's give this guy some fucking money how did they do that i mean in my eyes i think what they must have looked at is that um he's obviously you know, in his career, been gunning for an end goal um, and his ideas and his vision and the way that he kind of did all that so far in his career. That's the only thing I can see that they were like, this is the right man for the job because he he understands filmmaking from being yeah. like nothing to, being, I don't know. You hear, you, you hear some really interesting stories from the cast of um, Lord of the Rings, and you see like how together, um, how together they are yeah. now. And you, you, and even when they, 
like even with like Josh Gad's like gets them all together and stuff like that. He gets the whole cast and they just love each other. They still they still have that sort of like camaraderie and banter. That's because they spent what was it like a year and a half making three movies. Yeah. I mean, he made three movies in a year and a half. He had to make a trilogy in a year and a half. No, no one fucking ever did that before before Lord of the Rings. He did. He he made three movies in one go and then bought them out. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is. But the thing is, it's just like I watched. I. But I'll be honest right now. I watched every Lord of the Rings movie with with commentary, and it's fucking amazing. Is like, I, I literally, if you love commentary. You need to go and watch it because it's so interesting. Oh, Every single second is so interesting. It's, it's, his career is phenomenal. He did four four movies pretty much yeah. before before he did the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Only four, and then like you've got one of the, mo- the mo- those movies are timeless. I and like, I, I, I'll be I'm, I'll be honest. I'm a massive fan of his King Kong movie. I think it's fucking brilliant. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Ah, oh, great, good fun, good fun. This I'm glad. I'm glad I picked it. <laughs> really mm. took me back. Really took me back. Um, right, where do we go from here? Well, you got right it, mate. You're going first. Oh yeah. Okay. Um. Well, it's a nine. Uh, yeah, it's a nine for me. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be a nine, but because it's got it's 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 one of those films where you've just got to tell your hat off to it, and you yeah. just gotta be like fucking what um uh piece of absolute this would be i think this would be in my if i was like recommending a load of different horror movies to watch it's it's hard to pick between this one and bad and brain dead i think yeah but i think also when you're recommending this one i think there's people that will get it and there's people that won't get it. Yeah. So you've got to be really careful with it because it's just, it's one of those films that if you don't get it, then in my mind, you're a fucking idiot. Um, but if you, you know, it's one of those films where you just got to take it on the chin and accept it for what it is and understand what it took to make it and where his career went with it. Yeah. And how interesting it was where you know where he's from as well i forgot to even talk about that it's just like nothing ever was made like this around there he's one of the i'd say he's one of the first fucking new zealand filmmakers i've ever heard of you know the only put i don't know any others apart from him and taika were titty (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i'm sure there are others but yeah i'm sure there are but i need to have a look but yeah anyway yeah but it's just one of those movies which is just is a classic and it's just uh, a brilliant brilliant movie and i'll give yeah. it out of 10 as well good fun right so then we've got to pick a new uh movie from the vault for next uh, episode mate it's all down to you so i was i had long think about this and going back to our earlier conversation um i have to i really want to pick a film that I have not seen. Um, I think that you've seen it, but it's Salem's Lot. Holy shit. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, fuck me, I've got no memory of it, though. Good. I, I don't own I don't own it. 
and I don't even know where I'd watch it. <laughs> so yeah, I'll have to go hunting for that. I'm excited because you know that's another vampire movie, and it's a Stephen King to boot. 1979, Salem's Lot. They're going to remake that. Uh, David Saul and James Mason. Is that a good accent? James Mason. Very good. All right. Sorry. I apologize for my lack of Stephen King knowledge there. Um, Yeah. Brilliant. Looking forward to that. So next episode, then we're ready for it. Um, We might have a special guest on, hopefully. Um, But other than that, we'll be looking to do Becky as our main review. And Matt has just pulled another Stephen King classic Salem's Lot. I've read the book. Fucking can't wait. (laughs) And there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell. Derek's don't run. (laughs) Here's another podcast. I am the devil. And I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last. Instagram at Draw One Last Breath. Or pop us an email at Draw One Last Breath pod at hotmail.com.